Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I am your host, Mindy McCauley, Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. Today, we are going to be talking about Smart Homes Brilliant Savings with Dr. Nicole Huff. Dr. Huff is an Assistant Extension Professor for Family Finance and Resource Management. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Mindy. I am excited about this conversation because I know how important it is for us to save a little bit of money wherever we can. And so smart homes are going to help us do that, right? Yes, we hope so. As technology continues to advance and become a larger part of our everyday lives, I know our homes are certainly no exception. So how can we best use smart home technology to help us save money? Yeah, we are definitely in um, an age where, you know, everything is smart, right? Our, our phones, our watches, and now our homes. Um, so, you know, uh, smart home technology is definitely not an exception. Things like smart lighting or thermostats or security systems, these are becoming more common, especially as we replace existing things in our home or if we buy new construction You know, some of us listening may even be used to telling Alexa, you know, for example, to turn, you know, turn down the thermostat or even turn off the lights before bed. But I do want to start the conversation, Mindy, by reminding our listeners that technology in our homes is definitely a want. It is not a need. And so please hear that first. Um, We don't have to have smart homes. They are a want for sure. Um, But if you are beginning to incorporate smart home technology into your home, um, it can be a good way to save time and energy and money. I mean, it can even affect tax value or credits particularly if it adds value as a home improvement, if it increases energy efficiency in your home, or if it protects an in-home business. I like that you started out by saying that it's not a necessity. Smart home technology is definitely a want because it does cost a little bit more than just your traditional appliances or or those things. It is an investment up front. That's right. Yes, definitely. So we can all do without it. But if we are trying to look for ways to make our homes a little bit more smart or want to know more about how to use smart technology to help people stretch their budgets, what are some of your recommendations? So let's start with what you mentioned earlier, home improvements. Yeah, home improvements is a good way to start because, you know, home improvements can include smart technology additions. Um, But generally, home improvements on the upfront are not tax deductible, but the money spent on improvements to your home is added to the property cost. um, And when that home is sold, expenses for major improvements, they decrease the amount of money the seller is taxed. And so, um, again, not an upfront savings, but it may be something to consider if you're planning to sell your home in the future. For an, an smart home technology to be considered a home improvement, it must remain in the home should you sell the property. Um, now, according to the IRS, home improvements can increase the financial investment 
if it adds value to the home, if it extends the life of the home, or if it adapts the home to new uses. And this is that is an especially important consideration for smart home technology because it may help adapt the home uh, for new uses. So other things to consider, the technology must have an expected lifespan of longer than one year to be considered a home improvement and can be a home improvement if it's part of a larger remodeling project that will add value to the home or if it helps to restore the home after damage. And so if you're looking to make some big repairs, if you've had flooding or a tornado or strong winds um, or other damage to your home, and as you're repairing, you can um, look uh, and consider ways to incorporate smart technology in to just enhance the value of some of your home improvements. So you also mentioned energy efficiency, and I can just tell you that I bought a new washer and dryer a couple months ago. And so in my first month, I saw a savings to my water bill of over a thousand gallons, which was about a third of my water bill. And that was major. And, you know, if we think about over the lifespan of that washing machine, how much savings that will be in in water usage. How can users use smart home technology to help cut energy consumption and cost? I think your example, Mindy, is a really good one and a practical one. And that's a good place to start. You know, when we're looking to, we don't have to go out and buy new things, but as our appliances break down and we have to replace them, look for energy efficient appliances and look for ways to save um, money that way. So really great example. Now, not all smart home technology is energy efficient, but the two really often go hand in hand. And another good example is um, in regulating your home's temperature. You know, like your washing machine, um, when any of your HVAC systems, so your heating, your ventilation, your air conditioning, when any of those in your home need replacing, consider especially those energy efficient options as replacements. And so if you're wondering if a replacement will qualify for a tax credit, you know, check first with HVAC systems, check the manufacturer um, certification statement that comes with the system and make sure that it is labeled as Energy Star Most Efficient. And then while you replace that, one of those systems, look to also upgrade your thermostat to a smart thermostat. Because what that's going to do is allow you more control over that HVAC system um, when it's running. So, you know, you can, you know, control it with a smartphone app or it can be programmed so the system only runs while someone's home or that it adjusts itself based on certain times of the day. And so, again, that's another example of how a smart thermostat may not provide that tax credit. But when you combine it with the tax credits offered for the HVAC system, and then those savings in, you know, heating and, and cooling costs, it can really save you hundreds of, of dollars. And we will, Mindy, I'll leave you the link so that we can put it in the show notes where listeners can go to learn more about federal tax credits for um, Energy Star most efficient um, systems and appliances. Oh, that, I think that's great. And I just want to mention that it wasn't time to replace my HVAC system, but I did upgrade my thermostat a few years ago to a programmable thermostat. And we did, you know, it's been a few years now, but we saw such a savings just being able to program when the system came on and when it went off and not even having to think about, okay, we have to turn it down when we leave or turn it up when we're we're home, just made it a lot of savings. Even if it's not time to replace the system, you can still replace that thermostat. Good tip. 
And I really do like your advice about combining technologies to save money. So lastly, you want to mention how people can use smart technology in an in-home business, maybe, to be able to maximize savings. Yeah, this is another consideration that I did want to mention today. And so smart home technology that is used for business purposes can qualify for an in-home business tax deduction if there is a dedicated office space in your home that is used regularly and exclusively for the business. I do want to note that this is for small business owners, farmers, home daycares, and self-employed individuals. But unfortunately, it's not for those of us working remotely. So I know that many of us have the option, especially in in these COVID times, to work remotely. We are not qualified for an in-home business deduction. But if you are, if you are um, one of the eligible individuals, then save your receipts on your smart home technology. So things like virtual assistants and security systems, those can be deducted from your taxes if they're necessary or beneficial to your business operation. So if you run an in-home business, you know, really consider your business practices and your technologies and what might be eligible for some deductions. You have given us really a few good things to consider as we look for ways to use smart home technology to save money or to even earn a little bit of tax credit there. But anytime we talk taxes, knowing exactly what qualifies can be confusing. So as we close, where can listeners learn more about smart home tax credits? Determining tax credits and deductions can be tricky, but remember, there are resources available to help. And so, of course, there are companies who will assist you with your taxes for a fee, but there are also, um, you know, programs with the IRS and the Kentucky Department of Revenue that provide guidance, that answer questions from complex to simple ones, and that allow you to file your taxes for free. So, you know, I would suggest um, to begin with visiting those websites that, you know, irs.gov and the Kentucky Department of Revenue and see if that your questions are answered on their website. But if they're not, you can visit your local Kentucky IRS office. So there are locations throughout the state, Bowling Green, Hopkinsville, Lexington, Louisville, Owensboro, Paducah, Prestonsburg. And so hopefully there is an office that is um, in a manageable drive to you. You can make an appointment. You'll need a government-issued identification. And so, um, you know, not all services are available at every IRS office. And a few locations are still navigating some pandemic-related restrictions. Um, But call ahead to ensure that that local office can meet your needs, schedule an appointment, and then sit down with somebody who it won't cost you anything, but just your time and a visit out to that office. But it could help resolve some of the confusion around what might qualify as a tax deduction, especially with some smart home technologies. Nicole, I appreciate the time that you've given to talk to our listeners today about this new and fun topic. But then also, if you are listening and you heard about a website that you want to go visit, We will link all of those in the show notes so that you'll be able to find the resources that you need. And as always, you can always go back to your local extension office and ask for some assistance with any of the topics that we share here on Talking Facts. Nicole, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Back again soon.
Thank you. And to our listeners, if you are just joining us, you have tuned in to Talking Facts, and we are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.